Okay, well, hello. Here we are for the parables of Jesus, stories that stir the soul. Glad that you're watching, uh, whether you're watching on Facebook or you're watching on YouTube, or maybe you are listening to our weekly podcast. Uh, we're always get glad that you gather with us and that we get to go into these stories uh, because they're so cool and they shape our lives and uh, they're worth paying attention to. And so I want to invite you to leave your comments, however you do that, on the platform that you're on and engage in the conversation. And before we jump in today to our parable, I wanted to share with you some things I'm reading. And uh, I'll say these are out of the ordinary for me because it is fiction. I know, hard to believe because yours truly, uh, until this past month, had not read one single work of fiction uh, novel since high school, whenever I was required to. My brain just didn't seem to like them. But a friend of mine uh, recommended that I read this book, Gilead, by Marilyn Robinson. And my brain loved it. I absolutely loved it. It's a story of, uh, of a minister. Uh, surprise. Uh, that would be interesting to me. But it's so powerful on themes of redemption and grace and I just loved it. The Times uh, raves about it, Entertainment Weekly. It won the Pulitzer for good reason. It's outstanding. And so I thought, well, if I like this one, I wonder if she's written any more. Turns out she has, and she wrote another book called Home that goes into the same story setting and all of that and uh, approaches it from a different character's uh, point of view, really. And uh, I don't like this one as much, but it's probably because I just haven't gotten far enough. But it's pretty good. But a friend of mine recommended this book to me, and oh my word, a gentleman in Moscow. This dude is uh, locked up in a hotel as uh, a sentence and lives uh, three some odd decades there. And the people he encounters and the development of his life and story, I'm not very far into it, but I just love it. And so sometimes in reading works of fiction, uh, we find that um, these stories connect with us because they're universal stories and the most universal is always the most personal. And so uh, I'm just loving reading these books. But those are not the ones that we came to read. I just sometimes tell you what I'm reading because sometimes people ask. And there you go. But the story that we came to read is Matthew chapter 25, verse 14, the parable of the talents. You've heard this one before, and the problem with stories like these is you've heard them before, and maybe we'll hear it with fresh ears today. Jesus says, verse 14, Matthew 25, For uh, it'll be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted them uh, with his property. To one he gave five talents, another two, and another one to each according to his ability. So a talent is uh, a fair amount of money. So... Um, a talent was a monetary unit worth about 20 years wages for a laborer. So if he gave 20 years worth of wages times five to the first guy, so that's what, 20 times five, is that 100 how that works? So you can do the math, it's a lot. And so uh, he went away. So uh, five to one, two to the next, one to another, according to that person's ability, and he went away. And he would receive the five talents when it once and traded with them, and he made five more. So also he who had the two talents made two more, but he who had received the one talent went and dug 
in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And the one who had received five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I've made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also had two talents came forth, saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents, and I made two more. His master said, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over little. I'll set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also had received one talent came forth, saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid. I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, have what it's yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and in my coming I should have received what was mine with entrance. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For everyone who has what will be given, he will have an abundance. For the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness, and that place will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So this is one um, that's often used during times where churches are uh, inviting people to uh, sign up to serve or sign up to give and to use their quote-unquote talents uh, for the Lord. And certainly it's not misapplied there. This is a parable about stewardship. How do we use what we have? Well, anytime that we think about stewardship, we have to think about that God created everything. God owns it all. And God invites us to care for God's good creation because we are made in the image of God. So it's a sacred assignment. It's a sacred assignment to be entrusted with the possession of the owner in order to take care of it so that it multiplies. You should remember the charge to Adam and Eve. Be fruitful and multiply. Tend the earth. Take care of this place. And so Jesus is telling a story of a master who leaves his possessions into the hands of servants, each according to his ability. When we're entrusted with matters from the Lord, whether that's a, um, like an ability or a talent that we have, a spiritual gift that we have, resources, possessions, our time, whatever it is, each person is not given equally. It's just not. As much as we hear in today's culture about you know, everybody, what, what we don't want are equal outcomes. That's called socialism, which fails everywhere. What we want are equal opportunities for anybody to thrive. And it seems in the life of the kingdom that God is entrusting, that the master is entrusting these people according to their abilities. They had shown themselves in the past as competent. And so they're given more. So whenever we find ourselves comparing ourselves to other people, number one, stop comparing. Comparing is the thief of joy. But it, it could be that some of those other people have just been faithful in some of those areas and good for them. That ought to inspire us to use for the Lord what we have. But that's really not even the point of this whole thing. It certainly isn't, you know, taking what we have so we can just get more of it. The point of the story, and all three of them share the same perspective is that these resources belong to the master. They belong to the master. And so they all three 
do something with the resources because the resources belong to the master. And so the first one with five multiplies, he doubles it. And the second with two doubles it. But then the third one, why is it that the third one does what he does? He buries it. Well, in ancient times, and the rabbinic literature confirms this, that if a person had discovered a, a treasure or had come into some money and didn't want it to be stolen, then the most advantageous way to care for that money was actually to bury it. And so what we see here is this person, this steward, didn't want the money to be stolen. So what does he do? He buries it. And why is he afraid? He's afraid because he thinks that the master is a hard man. What's interesting is he says, I buried it because I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you had not sown and gathering where you planted no seed. And the master says back to him, you knew that I reap where I've not sown and gather where I scatter no seed. But the master does not say, you knew I was a hard man. It's like he confirms the reality that, yeah, everything is mine. I have access to everything. But the steward misunderstood the heart of the master. And he was afraid. And because he was afraid, it not only impacted his management of resources, it impacted his relationship with the master. When we trust that everything has come from God and belongs to God, and that the things we are given are to be used for God's glory, we don't have to be afraid, even if we lose. Because the people who risked the most had the greatest opportunity for loss. And the point isn't so much that they gain more possessions. The point is that the people who double their possessions are people who believed that the master would want them to use what they had to do something with it, not to sit on it, but to do something with it. That talent that you have, to do something with it. This precious life that you have, this job that you have, the spiritual gift that you have, the resources that you have, to do something with it. I was reading this story um, in a book called The Parables, Jewish Tradition and Christian Interpretation by Brad Young. And it's, listen to this, uh, this fable. It's called the miser. A miser sold all his property and bought a mass of gold, which he buried in a secret place to which he made frequent visits of inspection. Someone who had noticed his coming and going found the treasure and carried it off. And when the miser returned and discovered his loss, he wailed and tore his hair in a frenzy of grief. Someone who saw him agonizing after learning the cause said to him, don't grieve my friend. Just take a stone and bury it in the same place and think of it as gold in a vault. Even when the gold was there, you made no use of it. <laughs> I just love that. Oh, don't be afraid. Listen, I'm not giving you investment advice. I'm not telling you go play the stock market or whatever. I'm not telling you. I'm telling you don't be afraid because your Father in heaven has given you what you have so that you can develop it and use it for his glory. Don't be afraid of what other people will think. Don't be afraid even of losing because what good is it if you bury it? Might as well just go and bury the stone. It has the same value to you as gold. 
That's the point of the miser story. You know, there's these little lines, there are these little lines in here, verse 21, with the guy who doubled his five to ten. The master says, enter into the joy of your master. And then the two to four guy, enter into the joy of your master. But then what happens? The guy who buries it, his, he's not entering into the joy of his master. He was afraid. And he just gave him back what was his. It's like a transaction. You gave me this, I'm going to give it back to you. Because he viewed God in such a way that it made him afraid. There's no cycle. There's no flow there. I knew you to be a taker, in other words. See, the other people knew him to be a giver, but this guy knew God to be a taker, right? And he stopped the flow. So, in my own life, where am I afraid? Where am I afraid? In my own life, where am I irresponsible? In my own life, where am I burying my talents? Think about this week. What is it that God has entrusted to you? And what are you doing with it? What is it that God has entrusted to you? And what are you doing with it? And if you're afraid, it could be that you've lost sight of the goodness of God. Stewardship is a sacred trust because we're created in the image of God to care for the good things of God so that we can continue to encounter the goodness of God. Well, I think that's as far as we're going to go for this week in our series, The Parables of Jesus, Stories That Stir the Soul. As always, I'll invite you to leave a comment, share this with a friend, and if you're listening on podcasts, take a moment this week and just rate the podcast wherever you're listening to it. It just helps uh, bump it up a little bit in, uh, in the rankings and also just to help people uh, see that this is worth listening to. All right, so we will see you soon. God bless you, everyone. Take care.